Welcome to CQ Blind Hams, your source for everything amateur-related, tutorials, radio reviews, and so much more. Come on in and stay a while. Welcome, everybody, CQ Blind Hams podcast and roundtable. Uh, today, we've got an interesting subject, but I want to introduce my co-host today. we got Bob with us. Uh, oh, and by the way, my name is Joel, W0CAS is my call sign. Good morning, Bob. This is Bob KLR. I'm in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and a beautiful sunny morning. I have a southern-facing window, and the sun's shining on me, so I'm all charged up. All right. It's got some of that passive heating going on. That's great. we got a new co-host today. We want to welcome Julian. Julian, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Hi, this is Julian, N1CA, uh, located in normally sunny Southern California, but today it's a little on the rainy side, which is actually good because it's what we need. So, um, yeah, so I, I lived here. I've, I've lived here for about 31 years. I was born and raised in Tuland in New York City. But uh, soon after leaving high school, I uh, went out chasing the sun because I can't stand the snow and the cold. Well, you went to a good place for the sun. I was there last year in uh, sunny uh, Los Angeles. I was in, I started off in San Francisco and worked my way down to Laguna Beach. Uh, my, our son has married a girl. Uh, he, her family's from Laguna Beach. So we got to go down and spend some time with them. Beautiful, beautiful place down down in Laguna Beach. We stopped and visited with Dennis uh, up in uh, Santa Barbara. Oh my goodness! Uh, if, if Oprah can live there, I think I could too. Oh, Santa Barbara's beautiful. <laughs> it is. It's a beautiful place. Well, the topic today is uh, used radio equipment. Where to buy, or not to buy, or should you buy? Hey, something like that. Uh, basically, you know, the last one we did was about buying new equipment. This one's going to be about buying used equipment. Uh, let's go with Bob. Bob, where do you think, <clears throat> excuse me, would be a good place to buy used equipment if you were going to buy used equipment? Well, I've never bought from these guys, <clears throat> but I've heard that Maine Trading Company has a very good reputation. And if you do have a problem, they'll make it right. So that's one place I would recommend. Uh, Julian, you have any uh, any places that you have bought or would would like would mind buying from if you're going to buy used equipment? I have yeah, bought from different places. I, my first uh, HT I bought at the TRW swap meet down here <laughs> when because uh, I got, I got started and then I was borrowing an, H, an HT from a friend, but then I wanted to have my own and I went and I I got lucky bought one there for about half the price of what it would normally sell for in the stores. But and over the years, I've bought from all kinds of places, from individuals as well as companies. And I would say that with amateur radio, by and large, I feel a little more comfortable buying from hams, especially local hams that are known, because obviously they have a reputation attached with that. <laughs> so I feel like there's some recourse. Uh, also, if the, some of these outlets, you know, like HRO and, and places like that, if they have any, uh, some of them might have like a scratch and dent or an open uh, return boxed item kind of section. And I would probably feel comfortable buying from them because again, you're buying from a company with a reputation. So, um, but these days, wow, it's like, you know, the radios, especially with the influx of Chinese radios, it's like, it, I certainly haven't had to think about buying used for a while. Yeah, that's true with uh with the, the digital radios, the analog handhelds. Uh, right now, I wouldn't buy. You wouldn't want to buy used 
baofeng i mean what would you get for it a nickel 50 cents yeah, exactly <laughs> so i'll buy a new one for 10 bucks 20 bucks i mean 30 bucks at the most uh yeah i was thinking along the line of an elmer if you've got an elmer or a uh if you're in a ham club and you got sk's uh silent keys uh that you knew the equipment and uh you would think more you'd be more uh incentivized in buying something like that than even buying from some of these companies that you could buy online you know main trading company uh, hro rna electronics uh there's a couple more that that sell used equipment the man you know that they uh have a relationship with the manufacturers. I bought my 590SG from Maine Trading Company and it was used, it was called a, a B-stock, which could be used or it could have been a uh, reconditioned, uh, refurbed, but Kenwood calls theirs B-stock. I think uh, ICOM calls theirs repacks and then ICOM has several versions of the repacks and you can usually get those from Maine Trading Company or HRO. Uh, I would feel comfortable buying that. Actually, I did. I spent $930 for a 590SG, which that radio is a good price. It's normally around $1,300. Yeah, I think you did really good on that one. Yeah, that's an excellent price. And it had a full one year warranty. And thank goodness, because Bob knew about it. I talked to him about it. My 40 meters was wrong. It was uh, it like uh, FT8 is on, uh, what is it, 7074. I was getting picking up FT8 at uh, 7.24, 7.28, 0.28. So it was about 40 hertz off. And everything was that way. I went over to some of the cars, and that's east cars and south cars. I knew the frequency they were on, and it, uh, it was off. It was a long way off. So I contacted a, uh, a main trading company. They gave me the phone number. Of the contact with Kenwood, I sent it in. They fixed it and sent it back, and I've been using it for about a year, and I love the radio. So that was a you know, that was a possibly could have been a bad situation turned good because I bought from a reputable dealer. Uh, Bob, uh, what do you think about buying from uh, Elmer's or uh, or club members? Well, I think it's if you know the person that's selling it and you know he's reliable and you have a respect for him, buy it from a person that you know. That's the only way to do it. And then, you know, there are swap nets. There are various nets that have swap and shop uh, item you know, sections. In fact, I have a local net that I run every Tuesday night and our local repeater that has a swap and shop, shop uh, section. Uh, we almost never get an item, but but I, I call out for items for sale every week. So every once in a while we'll get something. And then another thing, we talked about what, what should you buy used. Well, the Chinese handy talkies are so cheap, I would not buy one used. You might save, you know, 10 or $20, but it's not worth it. Uh, buy, a, buy a Chinese handy talkie cheap. Now, the one I'd look for in a handy talkie is the THD 74, because they're like 500 bucks. And if you can get those used, you'd really save a lot of money. And then the other equipment that I, you'd look for is HF equipment because that's several hundred dollars and there's a lot of equipment for sale that's used. Just make sure you buy it from someone you trust, a dealer you trust, or someone that, that you know who knows someone who's had one and, and taken good care of it. Yes, exactly. And, and also I, I, I forgot about the, uh, the clubs and the, you know, the two meter repeaters and the, 
HF uh, 3980, my uh, local Tennessee phone net, we have a trader's net on Sunday night. And they usually have four or five or six pieces of equipment of different types, antennas, radios, HF gear. And then there's a local uh, repeater that a lot of the blind hams have jumped in on. It's Friday night. It's called the Dixie Traders Net. It's on W4KEB's repeater system. Well, you can get on it through All Star. Uh, I think it's, what is it, five? two zero one five i'm not sure i'll put that in the show notes uh and it's also w4kev uh on echo link and anybody can jump in on friday nights at eight o'clock eastern and it usually runs about an hour have about 100 to 150 check-ins here's something else guys about once a month they give something away they've given away i don't know maybe it's more than once a month maybe i mean uh once every two or three months they'll give They'll give a radio away or two, three radios away. So it might be worth jumping in on a Friday night and listen to the Dixie Traders Net and uh, see what, what happens. Uh, we've had guys from New York and California jump in, and I've heard them check in on, on that Traders Net. And on the, another thing, on the Saturday Blind Ham's uh, Digital Net, uh, people have put stuff up for sale there. And uh, on the Blind Ham's group, got our mail serve. I've seen a lot of equipment go across that list for sale. I don't know, Julie, have you uh, had any contact with any any used equipment posted on uh, mail list or or, or uh, repeaters or anything? Well, uh, not for mail lists. I've made, basically bought uh, either through that local hams. Uh, you know, they happen to hear it on the. They're talking about, hey, I uh, got this radio, so now I got the. I'm going to be selling this. And if it sounds like something I need, then yeah, I'll contact them. I've bought uh, radios that way. I got a power supply that way because uh, one guy was going from a RS35 to an RS50, so <laughs> I got me. So that's like currently the one I'm currently using. That's how I got it. Was that way? Um, you know, and of course uh, now with all these other places you mentioned. I mean, honestly, unless I really know. The ham or, or it's somebody who's well known to somebody i know uh i, I these days would probably prefer to go through a, a company or something like that that has a section because i feel like at least uh if it's a high priced item you know if it's like a 30 or 50 dollar item you know you take your chances why not but when you're paying a few hundred dollars for a radio you know i feel better knowing that there is some form of recourse that if something goes wrong if it's you know, DOA or I uh, got a significant defect or something like that, that I can say, Hey, uh, you know, this is not working. How can we make it right? Yeah. And there's a couple of, uh, yeah, tailgate, you mentioned tailgate or swap meet. That's a great, I think that's a great way to find stuff. Uh, ham fest, you know, we're not going to get to go to Dayton. I haven't ever been, but a lot of people go Dayton. They also Orlando. Then, and then there's one in Texas, a uh, big, big ham fest out there that has the b boneyards. They call them boneyards. Uh, you know, use the tables with used equipment. It may or may not be a good place to buy something. You can definitely find stuff there for sure. And sometimes you can get a good price out here. Uh, but there's a couple of websites. Actually, the ARRL, I think, has a classified section. And then there's one called eHams. eHams has got a good reputation. Uh, but then again, the reputation of the site may be good, 
you know, you can look at the reviews, uh, bad reviews, maybe of some of the people selling. Uh, there's one more, uh, QTH. That's another one. I think Russ used, has used those before. Uh, there's a lot of places to find gear. Uh, and there's quite a few places to buy new gear. We know of uh, lots and lots of places. Uh, Bobby, you, we're going to make this a short podcast. So you think there's, you got anything else that uh, you could recommend places to buy used gear or not to? Local hams, uh, like say, as local swap and chops. If you have one in your city or in, in you know, close to you, like I, there's one here in Kalamazoo once a year. There's a couple in Grand Rapids that they have once a year. Um, so you know, there's there's ham fests all over the place. And one thing that I always do if I'm even thinking about buying a piece of used equipment is I'll say, let me see it working. If they can't plug exactly. it and make it work, I'm not going to buy. <laughs> one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, everybody talks about how bad eBay is. Now, I've only had one problem on eBay, and that's when I bought a, a, a brand new IC7000 transceiver at a real discount from a guy out east, and he never shipped it. And eBay did give me my money back, but it was quite a hassle. But I've never gotten anything bad from eBay, but then I'm really careful. I look at ratings. I look at how long they've been selling it, all kinds of stuff before I buy. I've never gotten a lousy thing from eBay. Well, that's great. That's 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 what I've always been scared of is what you, what you were talking about not shipping, and eBay does say that they'll give you money back if if you're if you're cheated, and like you said, that's it, it was a lot of hoops to jump through. That's that could be a problem. Small stuff from eBay, you know, connectors, cables. Well, you might not want to buy a cable. Uh, coax, I mean, because you can get coax. It's horrible. Even at flea markets or uh, ham fest, you got to be careful buying coax from those guys. Uh, Julian, what do you think about buying from eBay? Yeah, I've actually bought from eBay. I've bought radios before. I've I've bought phones before <laughs> through eBay. <clears throat> um, scanners, all that stuff. So I think uh, a lot of like what Bob was saying, you know, I, I learned to read the seller ratings. You want to see that they've done a lot of transactions. I also like to see that they've done a lot of transactions related to the equipment that I'm buying. So, for example, if it's somebody who's got uh, you know 150 transactions with with a 99% rating, but uh, most of what they've sold is five dollar, ten dollar trinkets, I might think twice about buying a, a, a bigger piece of equipment, uh, something more substantial from somebody who hasn't sold a lot of that stuff, but if I look at, at the ratings and they've sold a lot of other ham gear or electronic gear and people have liked what they've said and it's been in good condition as described and the seller did good with communication, then, you know, I feel better about uh, making that transaction. Um, if you have time for it later, I, I, I thought about a funny incident that I had buying used gear. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We got a minute or two. So this was, I think, the, through a local repeater i was looking for a scanner <laughs> i was looking for a the good old radio shack 2006 anybody remember that goody <laughs> so uh i was looking for one of those and somebody happened to have one for sale so you know i connected with them privately did the transaction did all that stuff if you guys hear snoring, that's my chihuahua across his room who's sleeping. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's I, not I, I a sign it, that we're going to make yeah. everybody else go to sleep. <laughs> I, I thought it was maybe a sign that I got to step up my story here a little bit. So, <laughs> 
so basically i uh, i get the radio and, and it, to plug it in yeah, expect to hear sound and i hear nothing i'm pushing buttons i hear nothing and uh i thought boy this is weird <laughs> uh no audio no nothing i had uh, somebody look at the display and there's stuff on there when i pushed buttons it was showing as if i was doing things and and then i thought well let's see it's got a headphone jack let's plug into that and when i did all of a sudden i hear things <laughs> i thought boy that's weird uh the speaker must be broken. So I called the guy and said, Hey, you know, uh, I like the scanner except for one problem. I, uh, the only way I could hear anything through it is by plugging into the uh, external jack. It's you didn't mention about it, not, not having a working speaker. And he said, he said, um, well, it should have a working speaker. I, I just recently got a new speaker for it. Not that long ago. I thought, well, that's weird. It's not working. Well, it turns out that, yes, he got the new speaker for it, but he never installed it. <laughs> <laughs> that would help. So he ended up sending it to me and also gave me back a little bit of money because I said, hey, you know what? This is not as described. I, I don't know that I want to keep this. So he gave me back like 50 bucks in the external speaker. Oh, wow. So he called it even and uh, had a, a working scanner for a while. As, as it happened anyway, I usually listen to the scanner with an external speaker. So yeah, I, so really I never did install the actual speaker because I didn't need it, but it's just wow. the principle of the thing that it was not functioning the way it was supposed to. Well, at least he he leveled with you though, and he told you, yes. you know, he he was honest about it. Yeah, turned out to be a good experience, and that's that's great. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I mean about buying local, especially from a local ham, somebody who's known who, who kind of wants to protect their reputation. So it's like the last thing you want is for a guy to get on the air and say, "Hey, I bought a." bum radio from this guy you better think twice before you do business <laughs> another good place to buy things is, is a silent key uh sale or an estate sale because usually you can buy things there and it's sometimes 10 percent, 20 percent of the original price the only thing is there's usually not a return if you buy it it's yours right yeah that brings up a, another quick topic i know we're going i don't want to make this too long but the our two meter repeater that uh asked the question to one of the guys that uh used to work for it wasn't hro the hro bought out us uh a bunch of stores and one of you guys will remember who it is aes uh, uh, say again bob amateur electronic supply aes you're right his guy worked for them and they bought used equipment so my the repeater owner asked him what would uh be a good price for used equipment you know, as opposed to retail and new price. And he said uh, 40% is what they would probably pay. This is from the store buying it and then trying to resell it because, you know, they got to mark it up. And if you look at some of these stores, they're not that far off in new prices and you're not getting a warranty with some of these. So he, he said 40, 30 to 40%. If it's in great condition, you know, if it's scratch and dent, then they go down to 20, 15 to 20%. And, but it's still in full working condition. That's for radios that are still being manufactured. And that's the key. You, know, you look at, say, like a TS-480, they're not being manufactured. So they wouldn't bring the 40% wholesale. And then they would try to get 60 or 65 or 70%. You know, so you see the markup that the stores have to make when they buy equipment, tra take trade-ins. When they take a trade-in, that's what we're talking about. 
So, uh, yeah, and I always looked at it like this. If I wanted to buy something and it's used, I would pay 50% uh, for new price. I don't know about you guys. And they say ham equipment, maybe it could be more. You could pay up to 70% for uh, a radio that's still being manufactured. If it, it's like new, it looks new. It's what they call a nine and nine or, nine or 10 out of 10. So what do you guys think would be a good percentage to pay for for used equipment? Bob? I think no. 50% or less if there's no warranty. I'd go up to 70% if you get a warranty. Um, but, you know, if, if it's anything over 70%, I just buy new. Yeah, Julian. Yeah, honestly speaking, I mean, I, I think it depends, too, on the, on the radio, how popular it is, how good of a radio it is. Uh, um, these days, again, because of the uh, influx of Chinese, I think it's kind of dropped the bottom out of some of this stuff. But uh, there's the saying, too, you get what you pay for. So honestly, though, I, I think 50% and maybe a little more depending on the condition. If I, you know, if I know the person, if I know that this person takes extra good care of their stuff so i know that uh, that i'm getting something good uh then i might consider it but it, it really depends because i think honestly there's something to be said too about the value of a warranty so uh, you exactly. got to factor all that into your buying decisions yes you're right you're uh, so right well uh bob do you have anything any final words for us? i want to mention one more thing uh, neil k at it mentioned to me that if you want to sell an item QTH does not demand a fee for listing an item on QTH. They'd like you to donate, but they don't demand that you, you, you know, pay something up front in order to list an item. So that's something you might be interested in if you want to unload some equipment. Oh, that's great. I didn't know oh, that's that. That's good to know. Yeah. And I got QTH listed in their show notes. So we'll have those, uh, have those online uh, at the bottom of the podcast and also on YouTube. So, but do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, buying used is especially good for gear that's that's very expensive, um, especially if you're a new ham. I mean, I, like I mentioned before, my first HT that I owned was a used radio that I bought at a swap meet. And uh, I would not have been able to buy that particular radio otherwise because of its going price at the time. So. Uh, it certainly uh, has a value to it, but like anything else, you have to know what you're doing. You have to weigh out all your options and ramifications. But I think overall, buying used is a good thing. Uh, there's also something to be said about taking care of your equipment while you have it, because someday you may want to sell it. So <laughs> yes. I tend to be one of those people that keep the boxes. I tend to keep my radio in cases whenever possible you know, try to handle it with kid gloves. I mean, not to the point where I'm, I, I'm not using the thing and just keeping it in a, in a locked uh, glass case, like a museum piece, but at the same time, you know, thinking about the wear and tear you put on it, because uh, it may be that someday you want to sell it and you want to get the most you can get for it. But again, of course, now with these Chinese radios that a lot of us are using today, I think a lot of that just goes out the window because there's not going to be much of, in the way of appreciable money to be made selling that stuff used. Yeah, that's right. And I you know, mentioned boxes, <clears throat> keeping your boxes. I, I keep a little closet for stuff just like that. You know, keeping boxes and uh, manuals and the little accessories, the extra fuses, things like that, that comes with these uh these expensive uh, HF radios and even mobiles, 
if you keep all that stuff, then the people buying it from you thinks you might have took a really good care of it because you took care and to maintain all the accessories that goes with it. What do you think, Bob? Is that is that what what you? Do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your boxes. And now for handy talkies, you know, um, especially the oh. Chinese one, you don't need those. No, those are just, just they're getting away. But HF and, and mobile equipment, even if you had a, if you had a THD 74A, I would keep the box for that. I keep <laughs> oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's a quality radio. Yeah, you may need to send it back and you want it to be in the, in the shipping package that it came in. Well, guys, this has been a great topic. And, um, Next week, I'm next podcast. I'm not sure what the topic's going to be, but we've got about six or eight lined up. So look forward to CQ Blind Ham's roundtable uh, coming up. Uh, so thanks, everybody, and 73.